Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. My name is Joel Berry. I help out with KidZone here at Ridgeview. And today we are wrapping up a message series called Unstoppable. Pastor Alex has introduced an acrostic during this message series called GRIP, G-R-I-P. And it stands for uh, giving, rallying, inviting. And the last one is prayer, which is what we're going to be covering today. We've been looking at the early church in the book of Acts, uh, the church that was launched after Christ ascended into heaven after his death and resurrection, and how he gave them commandments, specific commandments to go and share the gospel with others and train others so that they could go out and do the same and do the same and do the same. And that mission continues today in Ridgeview as part of that mission. And we are excited to be a part of a mission that is unstoppable and that God is leading. And so we are glad that you have joined us today. We're going to be looking at prayer. I want to show you real quick on screen here, just kind of the, the backdrop of this message series. This is the truth that we have been driving on throughout this message series. You'll see it here on the screen. It says, the church is a movement and it is still moving. And so we see throughout the book of Acts that we've looked at over the last several weeks, how God has used men and women like you and I, to take this message, love them, love those around them, and to help share the gospel and really rally together. And through giving and through inviting others and including more people and through prayer, which we're going to be looking at today, to really advance the mission of God. And this is an exciting thing. So today we are looking at prayer. And I want to ask you a question as we get started. What are your objections or people that you've spoken with or that you know, what are their objections to prayer. Why won't people pray? Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of like we don't want to do things that don't make sense to us or that seem like a waste of time. So at the very foundation, if someone isn't praying, it doesn't make sense to them or they think that it's it's useless. Why, Why do that when I could be doing something else with my time? Could be that they don't believe there is a God who would hear their prayers or they believe in God, but they believe he's too busy to answer their prayers. My, my requests don't really matter. He's got other things to do. Forget about it. I'm not going to pray, right? So we've got a lot of objections, but we're going to dig in today to see really what the Bible says about prayer and also get some insight on the value of it and, and when and why we should be doing it. Speaking of when, there is a verse in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And you'll see that on your listening guide. If you want to access that here online today, you can click and access the, the listening guide where verses that I'll be using today and, and key um, points will be accessed there too. So you're welcome to check that out or you can just take notes on your own or you can just listen. But I wanted to make you aware of that. And you'll see here on the screen, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. What else do we do nonstop? Breathing right? You go to sleep, you're not thinking about it, but you're breathing all night long, right? And so the idea here is as often as you breathe, you are communicating with God, pray without ceasing. Now, that could sound exhausting to you because some of us may think, well, I may spend five, 10 minutes for prayer. I'll just get up in the morning and I'll pray and then I'm done. And then I go throughout my day. But kind of what this verse is saying is as you go throughout your day, remember God is near and he can be communicated with. Now, one of the biggest prayers would be prayers of petition, which means you're petitioning for yourself on behalf of yourself. God, I need this. God, help this to go better. God, fix this in my life. And that's, not, that's a valid prayer to ask God for help in things that you're encountering. We need God's wisdom. We need God's strength. We need God's insight. And that is a valid prayer. But it's not the only uh, prayer to be prayed. There's uh, prayers of thanksgiving where we're just grateful to God for what he's done. And it really trains us to be able to have the eyes to see 
uh, what God is doing in our life, what God has already done in our life, and, and generate gratitude through that. So as you go throughout your day, you may want to get in the habit of saying, thank you, God. You know, this isn't going high plan today, but you know what? You are good, and you have given me this and this and this. And we just develop an eye for the things that God is doing. Also, there's, there's prayers of praise, which it's instead of thanking God for what he's done, we just praise God for who he is. And it has nothing to do with what he's done, but just he is, he is creator. He is all-knowing. He is, all, he is loving. He is just. He is merciful. And he's the one who's in control. We praise Him just for who He is. There's also prayers of confession. God, I blew it. I, I messed up. I sinned. I violated uh, Your law. I also uh, hurt someone else. Uh, will You forgive me, God? And then you also want to, if you actually have uh, in, injured someone else or hurt someone else by the things you've said or done, clear that up with them as well. There's also uh, just prayers of intercession where you're praying for other people. Maybe someone that's sick, who, uh, uh, that has health issues or someone that's you know, needing a job or looking for a job or different, whatever it is that people have a need for. And you, on behalf of them, you just pray to God, God, will you help them and give me wisdom on how I can help them and, and prayers like that. And so you think about it, there's so many things to talk to God about. And if we can develop a habit of, during the course of our day, just interacting with God and realizing, okay, he's not just, you know, in my bedroom when I pray in the morning, but he's with me all day. So let's, let's bring him along with those things. Also, God views time much differently than you and I view time. God, we view it as, you know, seconds and minutes and hours and days and months and years. God sees time as opportunities to buy up. And so every day there are opportunities flowing at me and flowing at you that we either take advantage of or we let them pass us by. And if we are ungrateful and we are choosing not to talk to God and we are becoming cynical and angry and bitter, uh, it's just like cars on the freeway. We're just getting passed by opportunities because we aren't aware of them. And so one of the things that prayer does is help us see the opportunities. And when I say they come at us all the time, you may have already had opportunities today uh, to choose kindness to a family member or choose anger, and you made that choice, whatever that was, uh, to start your day without God and just get into your day, get dressed and start doing whatever you needed to do, or to start in prayer and ask God for wisdom and help and whatever. And even this week, you may have had an opportunity to let somebody in in traffic or not do that and just keep pushing ahead with your agenda. And so every day, all the time, there are these opportunities to choose kindness, to include God in on our relationships, our responses, um, he is really to be involved in everything that we're doing. And so that is one of the big backdrops today as we look at prayer and pray without ceasing, that there are opportunities continually. And through prayer, we can actually see those opportunities and buy them up. What you pray for reveals what you believe about God. So I want you to think about maybe prayers that you've prayed this past week and think about what you've asked God for. And this will reveal what you believe about God. And even when you came to God in the process, have you heard people say, well, all we can do now is pray. There's nothing else to do but pray now. When really, we want to start with prayer, continue in prayer, and end with prayer, and not just come to prayer at the very end of a situation and say, well, I don't know. Because oftentimes we could be at the end of a situation. We look back and there's all this wreckage that's occurred because we took matters into our own hands, did it our own way, leaned on our own understanding when God had wisdom and clarity and direction all along that path. 
Now, if you're at a situation where you're ready to turn to God and you're ready to pray and you look back and you say, oh my goodness, what a mess. How would this ever be untangled? I can tell you that God is able to untangle things and it could be a process and it could be a difficult and it could be frustrating. But for every moment of difficulty and challenge and discouragement, God's strength and grace and help will meet you there and walk with you through that and give you what you need in the moment. So there's tremendous amount of encouragement for doing that. So we don't want to just start with prayer or don't, not just end with prayer or as a last resort, but begin with prayer. And that's, that's why it's a good way to start your day with prayer because then we have clarity moving in to see the opportunities and the wisdom to navigate them. Prayer is central to accomplishing God's purposes. So as a follower of Jesus, if you've committed your life to Christ, you know that you're created to accomplish God's will. In fact, that's where true life is found. That's what you and I were designed for, was to accomplish His purposes and live for Him. And so as we pray, we have insight and we have clarity and direction on how to navigate the day and how to navigate opportunities that flow our way and to really live a life that blesses others family members in the neighborhoods and cities and communities and states and countries in the world. That's how God has wired it. And it's through starting with our our communication with Him. That's how you and I know the direction for our day is through this prayer. Let's look at Acts chapter 1, uh, 14 right now. And it says this, They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with His brothers. So these people are teaming up together. And how often were they praying? Constantly. They would get together and pray. And if you have been a part of a team, a sports team, or you've got a favorite sports team, and you see, oh yeah, this, uh, you know, at this game, this Major League Baseball game, or this NFL game, they're going to bring back the uh, whatever year World Championship team that they had, or the, the Super Bowl team from that year. And these guys are, you know, it's 30 years later. But they had this experience together, and it, and it knit them together for life in a way that nothing else could. That's similar to what's happening here. It's what's happening at Ridgeview, where we join together and pray for things. We see God come through. And for the rest of our lives, when we get together, we can look back and say, remember when we teamed together and we prayed for that and we didn't know how it was, we were going to get past this roadblock or navigate this obstacle and God came through. There's tremendous value in the early church teaming together uh, out of necessity because we don't know without God's insight what to do or how to do it. And then also teaming together out of commandment, God calls us to do this, and then teaming together out of that's where life is found, and through that life we have seen uh, lives, communities in the world blessed. It's a big deal. So let's look at this next verse in Colossians 4, 2-4, through 4, a couple of verses here. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. So there is uh, being watchful and thankful. You know, we're, we're praying with gratitude. We're devoting ourselves to prayer. And it's interesting, Paul mentions in this verse, I'm in chains, I'm in prison, but his prayer request isn't get me out of here. It's like, while I'm here, pray that I can clearly communicate the gospel. And so part of it, as we pray together and we team up, it's like, how can we present the gospel to a world that's dying, to people that are in need? We can sometimes think, well, when I get out of this job and I get to the job I really want to do, I can focus more on 
evangelism and sharing the love of Christ with others. But the truth is, God's placed you in the job you're at right now. Or God's placed you in the family that you're in, in the school that you're in, in the neighborhood that you're in. And so one of the biggest deceptions of the enemy, Satan, is to make us believe, I'll get to that. And, you know, it's a procrastination thing, but we don't. So understand now, say, the prayer that, that Paul is praying, he's like, here's where I'm at. I'm in prison. Can you pray that I would communicate the gospel clearly and I would have the right words in the situation that I'm in right now? Not in the situation I want to be, but where I'm at. And honestly, if we're in the will of God, that's the only place you and I really should want to be because that's where He's placed us and we can trust Him to do good for us right in the middle of that. And we need prayer to have the right words, the right perspective, the right attitude, and the, and the strength that we need in the middle of it. So those verses in Colossians can be a real help for us as a group of believers going forward. You also see that prayer is a couple of things. One, a direct connect to God for guidance. So because of Jesus and his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead, uh, we have a direct connect to God. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice that restored broken, sinful mankind to a loving, perfect God. That relationship was fractured by imperfection. And so perfection in the sacrifice of Jesus restored that relationship. And because of that, we have a direct connect and we can pray to God. We can pray, like I mentioned, for our own needs and we can intercede for others. And there are people that you and I know that don't believe in God, that don't follow God, so they're not going to pray to Him. And they need His help in their life whether they may see it or not, and we can be praying for them, that God would protect them from foolish uh, choices, protect them from harm, protect them and soften their hearts so that they would be open to hearing from a God who is calling out and reaching out in love to restore them to Him. So that's one of the things that prayer does. Also, it's the way we ask for help with trouble and roadblocks. And you you can dig into Acts chapter 12 on your own. What this is here is we we encounter things. We don't have a way around it. It was unplanned. I mean, so much of life, because we live in a world with other people and that it's broken, our plans get interrupted constantly. Our goals get uh, fractured or interrupted because other things are happening and other people are making their own choices. And you and I have to navigate around that. Okay, this, this was not expected. Uh, I think I can speak for all of us when I say 2020 was very unexpected. And so there were opportunities to seek God with roadblocks that were in our way or difficulties or challenges or the unknown. And you know what? 2020 was no surprise to God. He wasn't confused on how to navigate it. And he wasn't worried. He actually had all the answers and he was in complete control. But we don't have all the answers and we are not in control. And actually a year like 2020 (laughs) reminds us of that. And, and drives us uh, hopefully to our knees in prayer to God for help and thanksgiving for His goodness in the middle of difficult circumstances. So as, as you'll see in Acts 12, they were encountering roadblocks and difficulties and asking God for the help they needed, just like you and I would ask today. Uh, this past year, you know, 2020 has been difficult. Specifically, I want to speak about a Ridgeview. Right? We, we couldn't meet at the school, D.W. Long, where we had been meeting since our church launched in uh, early 2019. And so we had a decision to make, which was, what do we do? Um, And like many churches, we went online um, throughout last summer. 
And then toward the end of the summer, Pastor Alex had a real sense that we needed to be together in person. We had a, some events that where people were able to connect um, outdoors safely, but there was a need to get together as the body of Christ to pray and worship together. Um, and that, that happened in September. Now, we needed a place, and it obviously couldn't be indoors at that time. So um, Pastor Alex looked, and we, we were praying for a spot. Uh, we had an opportunity um, a couple opportunities, and so which one is the most wise and the most strategic? And God uh, brought us to Olive Grove Park in, uh, in Rancho, just over from Fontana, and that has turned out to be a huge blessing for a number of reasons. Um, we you worked out with the city of Rancho and the details of that, and, and we were able to meet there from September uh, through today. And then this next week, we're transitioning into a community center, which I'll talk about in a moment. But we, we've had to only cancel a few times because of weather. But there are people from that neighborhood and community who have drawn in and become a part of what Ridgeview is doing who may have not been a part of it had we not had to move somewhere else out of the elementary school into this location. And so God was faithful. Well, now this program with the city of Rancho where we've been able to use the park um, to have church since September. That program is ending, and in recent months, Pastor Alex has heard from the Jesse Turner Center in Fontana. And again, we prayed, God, what is next? Where should we go? How should we do this? And and obviously, Pastor Alex has really led the charge on that. And then um, an application that was put in by Ridgeview, by Pastor Alex, in December of 2017 to, to meet in the Jesse Turner Center uh, was approved. They said, we have room for you now if you guys want to. So we were on a list since the end of 2017. And just in time for us to need a new place to meet, this has opened up for us. And we are now transitioning next week, the beginning of June, into the Jesse Turner Center indoors. Now, then it seemed like such a great thing. And then all of a sudden, we, you know, we're looking at the regulations for indoor worship. And one of them was, uh, you can't sing and uh, with masks on. And Pastor Alex, you know, was praying about that. We were talking and praying, and church, people were praying in the church. We can't not sing praises to God. We're, we're asked to by God. Um, we are. We want to express our worship to Him, and it was going to be one of those things where it would be a deal breaker if we weren't able to do that. And so we prayed. Pastor Alex wrote a very kind, gracious letter to uh, those that are making decisions within the city, and they said. Uh, that's fine. You, you can sing. In fact, one of the, the members of the city that Pastor Alex was dealing with said, prayer works. And so we've seen time and time again how God has opened up doors. For Ridgeview and all of us. And it's, it's been one of those things where kind of an emotional year, but time and again when God's people prayed, God came through. Now, why He includes us um, in His work is a bit of a mystery to me. God doesn't need us, but He chooses to include us. And you may think, why? if, if He's got the power to do it, uh, why didn't He just do it? I don't need to pray. Well, part of it is it really works on us. You know, as we have prayed, we have seen God come through. It has strengthened our faith in God. It strengthened us together as a unit, as a church. And it really is a reminder that He holds all things in His hands. And He is able to accomplish His work. And He chooses to use us 
It's a very, very kind thing and, and really amazing thing that God chooses to do. So we've seen uh, God come through so many times during the last year. And one of the things I want to encourage you if you're listening today is that there isn't a, a prayer too small. Sometimes we think that's not a big deal. I shouldn't pray about it. And there isn't a prayer too big, like, well, God can't handle that. It's, it's, it's too big for him. Uh, because we can easily talk ourselves out of including God in our life. And if it's a concern and it's a burden and it's taking up space in your mind and in your heart, it matters, right? And so I, I would encourage you to bring that to God and really ask Him for, for help and, and include Him in that. So those are a couple of things that prayer does. Direct connect to God, like I mentioned. It's a way to help uh, with trouble and with roadblocks. Uh, and you'll see in the scripture, and we're going to look at Acts 2.42 in just a moment, prayer follows uh, being filled by the Spirit. So after uh, Jesus ascended into heaven, he said, I'm going to send the Spirit. And you'll see in the early uh, chapters of Acts how the Holy Spirit comes down, fills uh, the believers, followers of Jesus, and they have that access to God through the Spirit. So the Spirit, is, there's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, probably a sermon for a different day, but God the Father, Jesus is done, and the Holy Spirit who lives in us, if you're a follower of Jesus, and it is kind of your guide as you pray. You know, the Spirit can convict you of things or, and say, okay, give you clarity and wisdom in the moment. And so you'll see that. And let's look at this verse here in Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching uh, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So after they're filled with the Spirit, you see that they're doing all these things to get to, together. Now they're praying, they're eating together, they're fellowshipping together. This is the picture of what we, as followers of Jesus, as members of Ridgeview, want to be doing and sharing and doing life together and moving forward in a way that the world looks and says, that's different. The way they treat each other, I want to be a part of that because I'm not getting that at my work or in, in my family or in my neighborhood, and, and I want to see that because then we, because we want to see our families impacted for the good and our neighborhoods and our workplaces, and only... God can do that and bring about that lasting change in all the arenas of life. And so we want to be a part of that. We want to include others to be a part of that. Uh, the Spirit also helps us pray. You'll see that in Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So sometimes you say, well, I don't even know what to say, so I'm not going to pray. Well, you know what? The Spirit of God in you, if you've become a follower of Jesus, uh, can intercede for you. You're just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot on your heart, but you can't put it into words. We have help. We have help in expressing and reading our heart and, and expressing that to God through the Spirit. And so there's a lot of hope and a lot of help. We, we don't have to have eloquent prayers. We don't have to have long prayers. But God surely wants to communicate with us and wants us to sincerely communicate with Him. So if you sincerely don't have the words, you can express that to God. He hears that, and He helps right where we are. And then finally, we should pray in the Spirit, Ephesians six eighteen, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So when do we pray? All occasions, Scripture says. 
kind of prayer, all kinds of prayers. And I've mentioned some today, you know, the, the um, thanks, thanksgiving, prayers of confession, prayers of intercession where you pray for others, petition for yourself, uh, and praise where you're just praising God for who He is. Uh, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So part of our assignment is to be alert. That's aware of the opportunities that are always flowing at us. And we're continually praying for others that are doing the same. The saints, the followers of Jesus, who are moving forward with the mission that we're moving forward in. The unstoppable movement of the church of God. And so that's an exciting thing that you and I can help with. We can be praying for people around the world and God can move on their behalf because He is not hindered by time or space or any of that. And we have access to that God and to that power and that's quite a privilege, and we want to be using that privilege um, in communicating with God and growing in our relationship with Him. So I hope that this has been a help today as we wrap up this Unstoppable Message series, and we are at this exciting transition to be moving into the Jesse Turner Center indoors uh, next week. We hope that you can join us um, and in person soon, and if not, we have our online services continuing Um, on into the future. I want to wrap up today with looking at some next steps. There's quite a few today. So there's there's opportunities. You may identify one of these as one that you want to take this week or more than one, or maybe there's something that's not on this list that you want to do. But let's let's look at these together. First, uh, commit my life to Christ. To be able to communicate with God, you need a relationship with God. To have a relationship with God, you need to be perfect. To be perfect, is not something you and I can do, but we have a sacrifice in Jesus Christ. His death and resurrection has restored our relationship with God. That relationship, that fractured relationship, fractured relationship is only restored through the through the person of Jesus Christ. So if you haven't committed your your life to Christ and made him boss of your life, that may be your next step today. God, I am not perfect and you are. That's kind of what the prayer sounds like. I'm not perfect, you are. I know that I sin, and I've blown it, and I've broken broken your ways. And I need a sacrifice, and I know that Jesus is the, the sacrifice. He's perfect, the only perfect person. And He died for me. He came back to life, not only to give me hope for this life, but in the life to come. And I choose uh, to follow Him. I turn from doing life my own way. And I turn away to leave that, and I choose to follow you. And, and, and through that, then you, you're, you are a Christian. You have committed your life to Christ, and that is the beginning of a journey. But you have access to the Spirit of God and to the help that God provides. Um, your relationship with God is restored. So all these prayers that we've talked about today and this direct connect to God is flowing. It's not fractured. So that may be your first uh, first step, first next step today. Second, write out a prayer list this week. Maybe you pray sporadically when just something's on your mind, but it may, maybe it's time to start writing out a list. Um, people do this different ways. I try to every two or three weeks write out a new list. Now, oftentimes, for years and decades now, there may be some people that continue to show up on that list because I've prayed for God's laid them on my heart for years. 
people that I've known from childhood that I continue to intercede for and pray for. So maybe maybe there's a prayer list that you want to start this week. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be a long one, but just start so that you, you have something to access. So, oh, I'm going to go pray. And, and you can see some of the specifics you're praying for. Also, the value of a prayer list is over time, you look back and see how God's come through and answered these prayers. So that may be a next step. Third, ask someone how you can be praying for them. We can pray general prayers for so-and-so. Please be with them today. Help them today. But maybe there's someone you can identify in your life and, and ask them. Say, how can I be praying for you specifically? Now, all of a sudden, you're interested. You're praying for them. And when you see them, how's that going? And you, the two of you can see how God has come through. And there's encouragement and there's help and there's strength in that. Pray for Ridgeview's transition to the community center and consider who to invite. Uh, we, we need prayers. Ridgeview needs your prayers as we move forward together in this new opportunity. It's very exciting. This is the location when Pastor Alex planted a church in North Fontana that, that seemed very right and strategic and, and where we were ministering. And we have that opportunity. And so this is an exciting transition, but there's a lot of moving parts, literally, that we need, we need help with. So you could be praying for that and also consider who you could invite uh, to Jesse Turner Center next week. And finally, share a prayer request on your connection card, and we'll be praying for you. So there may be something that you're going through, and, and uh, Ridgeview can be praying for you this week and interceding for you. So please, please share that there. There's a lot of help to be found in prayer. And I've heard it said before that prayer isn't preparing us for the battle. It is the battle. And just getting alone and spending time with God can be a very, uh, not an easy thing to do. There's a lot of distractions that we have. And I just want to encourage you to make it a point to spend time with God in prayer this week. And let's wrap up today um, with prayer. Dear God, we thank you for your goodness to us. We have seen here at Ridgeview your faithfulness over this past year, time and time again, where there might have been a roadblock or just uncertainty, and we've asked for your help and your clarity, and you have brought it, and you have faithfully uh, taken care of us, and you've added people, and you have grown us, and you continue to give us opportunities to share and to give and to love, and we just ask that we would buy those up. We pray for your help to move forward in faith, and to really um, become people of prayer, walking in you and trusting you uh, for the next steps. Thank you for your goodness to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.